What up, what up, what up, people? We back in the building, D-Nels. Dan Jink is in the building. We out here enjoying ourselves. Recouping from the week, getting back to it. Been gone for a minute, but we back at it. Uh, Nels, what's happening, my brother? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I'm just, you know, all the same thing. Happy to be alive, happy to be healthy. Hope everybody else is the same. Hopefully everybody's having a decent week, and a decent summertime to start it. So, you know, be safe out there because, you know, Everybody going to be in them streets. Everybody outside now. Oh, yeah. Everybody back to it. Everybody's outside. And um, it's starting to be it's starting to be a summer activity. No, those that's, that's uh, of the I say of the streets because we ain't in the streets. But like those that be out and about already know what the summertime breeds. So, yeah, everybody be safe out there. You know what time it is when it comes to the summer gets hot. People get agitated easily Absolutely. and foolishness begins to happen. But we're not going to oh. wish that on nobody. We're going to say everybody's going to have a good, safe summer. Everybody's going to enjoy themselves, get to your barbecues, get to your cookouts, get to whatever you're doing, and just have a blast. Have a good time, man. We had a rough, what, rough two years. You know what I'm saying? So try yeah, to enjoy man. it. We say this on this show all the time. We only get one shot at this thing, man. So enjoy yourself. And you should be more... Uh, more open to try to enjoy yourself even after sitting in the house for the last, you know, pretty much a year, year and a half, two years, especially for some people. It's like, nah, I don't trust. But now we, everybody really outside. And you don't have to trust, you know, you can still be cautious, but go live your life, man. Go live your life. We, you know, we all lost two years of, 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 I mean, we were all alive. You understand? It's not like we was in a coma or some shit, but we couldn't enjoy each other. We couldn't enjoy activities. So go enjoy your activities. Have a good time. You know, because again, like we always like, like me and Dan always say, you only get one shot at this, so you might as well try to enjoy it while we're here. Hell yeah, gotta enjoy it, gotta have fun, gotta do whatever it is that you do. Um, so we're looking, what we're looking at, um, coming off the cusp of coming off like the the backside of Father's Day, you know, Father's Day was earlier this week on the 19th, this past Sunday. So shout out mm-hmm. to all the dads, man. Father's Day was uh it's it's getting better. I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever be like a real celebrate. it's a real celebrated holiday, but I think I don't think it ever reached the heights of um some of the other holidays. But you know, we take what we can get. You know, us dads have come a long way. We're getting better and better, getting better gifts, getting better things happening, getting more appreciation. Like, Father's Day is like Groundhog's Day. It's 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 a holiday. But you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> we acknowledge it, you know. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Mother's Day is like Christmas. Father's yeah. Day is like Christmas. <laughs> yes, what it is. Yeah, man. but you're right. It's getting a little bit better. People starting to acknowledge it a little better, slightly better. But the the, the little bit better for Father's Day just means that Mother's Day is going to be the ultimate. It's going to turn even bigger than Christmas soon. Yeah, it, it could be <laughs> like two years. <laughs> Like what they say, um, like Father's Day is like I think they said Father's Day is listed like twenty something on the holiday list. <laughs> right, there might be twenty one listed. There might be twenty one holidays. Yeah, it, but it's crazy the how far down the list they are. Like Father's Day is behind Arbor Day, and Arbor Day is like some BS holiday, but Father's Day is behind that. So that <laughs> lets you know. And I bet if you put if you put twenty people in a room. Take a, take away their cell phone so nobody can sneak can't nobody can sneak and um Google it right quick. If you put like twenty people in a room, twenty I'll say eighteen of them couldn't tell you what the hell Arbor Day was. 
You know what Father's Day is turning into? It's turning into one of those days where they'd be like, today is officially uh, Colorful Scarf Day. You know, when they be saying shit like that? (laughs) They'd just be making a random shit. Like today is, you know, it's just one of those days that you just put on the calendar. I don't know whoever did it, but there's some, you know, there's something happening every single day. They'd be like, oh, this is Red Nose Day or Ugly Sweater Day. It's it's probably in between Ugly Sweater Day and, and, uh, and Rosh Hashanah or something like that. It's just in between one of those two. It's just, it, it is very, very far down the list as far as holidays that people even, I mean, people acknowledge it. I'm not going to say people don't acknowledge it. It just does not get the uh, recognition at all, at all. But it's cool. It's cool. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, but it's crazy like how far down. I'm trying to pull it up, but I can't find it right now. But yeah. It really is like way down the list. So I don't know. Things get, like I said, things get better. People starting to celebrate Father's Day more. Like if I remember before, you know, especially when we were younger, like dads would get screwdrivers and maybe a tie, maybe some socks, but started to get some actual gifts now. So it's a good look. And I always, always be looking at it and always look at things that say that, um, and I'm not even like an old dad. My daughter's 17. Like, um, it's people who we know got 23 year old kids and stuff like that, but. I always look at it like I remember when my daughter was a baby, like we used to travel places and people be looking at me like I was a unicorn. Like you have your baby by yourself. Oh my God. You're like the greatest dad ever. And I'm like, yo, like, uh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. I'm supposed to have my baby. We're supposed to do stuff together. (laughs) But I think that, that stereotype and that type of thing is, um, is kind of over now. A lot of times you'll see people, you'll see dads with their kids and it's not no, it's not something that's looked upon and something that's looked like, like what the hell is going on here? What's different? It's just a regular thing now to see it happening. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, you know, me and my daughter go and we do uh daddy daughter brunch, which is like food and we go get uh, uh, nails, nails done and stuff like that. We do that every other week. Uh, and when we do that, it's never, well, we don't really, I mean, it, you know, we'll get questions like at the nail spot, you know, just, just talking to us, but it's, it's not as uncommon that it was, like you said, back in the day today, today it's a little more common. Um, yeah. There's a lot of great that, uh, you know, we're not talking, like you said, it was a little bit uncommon before, but, and I don't want to, not even like how we're portraying it. It was definitely father. <laughs> You know, there's definitely plenty of good fathers that, you know, brought us up, shoot, at the end of the day. So, but, you know, there's, it doesn't get the, rec, you know, just, it doesn't get the recognition. It's not the same, you know, uh, as uh, seeing a, a mother and a child is obviously more, way more common. Um, and, but shoot, they even made a movie, the movie with Kevin Hart, where his wife died in the movie. I don't know, I can't even remember the name. Uh, but very, very good movie. First of all, let me say this. I know this is not good. This is not, I'm not getting off subject. But uh, Kevin Hart in any kind of uh, serious role, watch it. Like Adam Sandler in any serious role, watch it. Those are those are two comedians that are phenomenal in serious uh, roles. But that Kevin Hart movie, because he was playing a single dad, the wife died, and stuff like that. It was kind of like what we're describing. It's not as common if a, if a husband died and the mother had to take care of, take care of the kids, you'd be like, this, this, why are we watching this movie? What the fuck is this about? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, what's the point? That's normal. <laughs> yeah, the point is, this, this is life. But the fact that he was uh, taking care of a, uh, 
infant because the wife had died, um, you know, that, that could be a movie, you know, that, Hey, watch the, the father take care of an infant by himself. That's just a normal day in a woman's life, you know? So, uh, fathers, we get praised for a lot of stuff. I mean, mothers get praised for everything because they do great jobs, obviously. And fathers definitely do great jobs, but, I ain't gonna lie to you, man, and I, and I'll take up for the women right now. We we dads, we we do get more praise when we do simple shit. Mom do it on a daily, right? We'd be like, "Yo, I took the kids to the park today," and you'd be like, "Yeah, I, I take them every every other day." So you took them on a Thursday. I took them Monday through Friday. Other than that, Thursday. So we do get praise for doing true. just regular shit that women already do. So I will say that. That is the uh, fact. Because yeah. <laughs> people will give you, people will give dads a hell of a lot of credit for like simple stuff. Yeah. Like, they be like, like, you're like, what? You went and brought milk for the baby. Oh my God, you're the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> that's, a fact. that's a fact. So that's why, that's probably why Father's Day doesn't get the praise because, you know, at the end of the day, women are actually, you know, they're obviously mothers are putting in the work, doing what they got to do. No. And their fathers are doing what they got to do too. We're not diminishing any dads that are doing it by themselves. But what I'm saying is that, uh, if we had to go as a global, as a whole, mothers are doing it way more than, you know, than a lot more mothers are doing it than guys are doing it. Definitely. Definitely. Not diminishing any guys that are doing it by themselves or even guys that are doing it with females or if you're single and you, and you, Raise blah 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 blah. What I'm saying is that if you had to go a global, if there are more women that are doing it more for their kids than than guys, and obviously there's not a no brainer. Definitely, but that is funny. <laughs> you took them on Thursday, yo. Um... <laughs> the Chick Fil A, everybody like I can't believe you took your kids to Chick Fil A. Motherfuckers start giving you an applause and shit. <laughs> the mothers in the car walking, they all the celebrating. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. It's just true. It's just true, you know. <laughs> oh shit, son. Um, Drake Newell, what you think about it, son? Oh dear God, Jesus! I know I'm always unpo- I know I'm always saying a bunch of unpopular shit on this goddamn podcast. I know I am because I'm always I'm always going in about you know just how Kanye is and and all kinds of stuff, and people be like, I know this guy just doesn't get it, and I'm like, I I. I'm just speaking my from my truth. It's my truth, right? You got to speak your truth. That's what people say. Uh, I don't like it. Yo. I don't like it, yo. I don't like it. I don't. And and, and you know what it is? And I'm not, nobody can tell me about. Oh, it's because I don't get the music, and that's not the case. Because at the end of the day, I lived in so many different states. I I stayed in Philly for a long time, you know, and we grew up where we were listening to like house music, house music that was from DC and the go-go stuff. And if, if anybody that's listening to this from Jersey, you already know if, and I, I lived in Jersey for damn near like eight years. So, and if you are listening to this and you lived in Jersey, you already know Jersey had its own sound. I don't even know if that was house or, or go-go music. It was like a, a fusion of house and go-go music. Yeah, was, that's exactly it was, what it was. It was like a fusion, fusion right? Before fusion became popular. That's what I'm saying. So, so nobody can tell me like, oh, you just don't get it because I already grew up on this. What what I'm listening to is not nothing new. You know what I'm saying? It's not nothing new. It's just it's just that he's trying to something new. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody from DC is listening to it. Like, yeah, we we've been doing this our entire life. We don't know what the hell is. This is nothing. So this is not nothing new. He's just making it more popular because of how big he is. 
Mm. I just don't. It's just mm. not for me. It's just not for me. I've listened to house music. I, I listen to the fusion house. Uh, listen to all of that. It's just. I, I don't know if it's coming from him or whatever like that. Maybe I was. Maybe I'm one of those people that was expecting something different. Maybe I was expecting more hip hop, something a little bit different. And maybe he was like, "Yo, I want to, I want to switch it up." But I, I will say this: uh, Irv Gotti had a, a interview on TMZ, right? And if if anybody has really been paying attention to how hip hop is in general, right? So we have we have some hip hop artists that are out here, right? And if if Drake the the art arguably one of the biggest artists that is out there. He switches up the pace and makes it to like almost like a house type vibe, right? Which is fine. He's like, like uh, Irv Gotti said, he can do whatever he wants. That's fine. But the problem is, is if people have been really paying attention, hip hop really doesn't have like a, it's not like it was back in the day. Like you literally can go listen to a whole bunch of music and have a good time. Everything, if you go to, if you go out and stuff like that and you're just listening to music, most of that shit is from the 2000s and the 2010s, mm-hmm. 1990s, and stuff like that. There is no real stuff that is coming out today that you're bumping. You're like, oh, this is this is great. Or you can, but it's not nothing that you're having a good time to. It, right? you, you're not really partying to a whole bunch. Of, you're still partying to shit from the 10s and the 2000s and 90s. You know? So yeah. if he switches up the sound, it's kind of and he could do whatever he wants, but if he switches up the sound, it kind of messes up hip hop because now there is no identity. Where is the artists that are keeping it hip hop? And, and it's that's, not. And and you can't even say that album is hip hop because that's not. It's just uh, it, it's almost similar to when Wayne was trying rock and roll. You know, that's not. He, he's a hip hop artist that's trying something totally different. Drake is a hip hop artist that is, or in now some case, a pop artist that is trying something different, and that's fine. But if you are a lover of hip hop, if that's what you love, it is kind of disappointing that the person that is on top of their game, that is supposed to be like the ambassador of hip hop, is not giving the fans or giving people what they, you know, what what we're here for. We're all here for hip hop, and if you get away from that, then if I know people don't think that shit could could die, I know they're thinking that shit can't die, right? I know they're like, it's impossible for stuff to die, but. There's somebody, a rock and roll person that loves rock and roll, listening to this right now. Like, yeah, yeah anything can die, yo. Anything can die. Yeah, any given moment, it could die and it could fall off. <clears throat> and yeah, I think that's where we at right now. Like a lot of times, a lot of this stuff, it, it isn't a hip hop identity. It isn't what we're used to hearing. It isn't what we what we know hip hop to be. Like everything is just. It's all blended together now. It's all, it's like all trying to form a, a conglomerate of sounds. And like you said, everything you hear now, most of it is, even if it's not a sample of something from the nineties and the early two thousands, it's a, it's a style. It's, a, it's almost like they bite in that style. They're running with that style. Like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. This type of music we're going to put out because we know this music stands the test of time. So all that stuff they put out now, like like with his album, I got halfway through it. I'm not a big fan. It's something that you can kind of listen to, kind of can rock out to. But at the end of the day, it's just not. It's not what we not what we really want. I think it's not what we expected. 
I think yeah. a lot of people expected some real like Drake type music, but you're going to have some, some beats and some bars, some beats and some bars. Then you might hear a little, uh, a little, uh, song for the ladies, then some beats and some bars and you can kind of like rock out to it. Even if you don't, cause even if you don't really like Drake, you can kind of, kind of got to respect his music and what he'd be doing and how he'd be putting together his, um, his wordplay and what have you. But I think oh, that's where no, we at, man. I think everybody's just trying to, um, make sure they put out something that can stand the test of time. And what era has shown proved that it can stand the rest of this test of time is the nineties and early two thousands, man. It's shown proof again and again. That's why we got all these songs that got samples and remakes of like hooks and, and beats and flows all from like the nineties, man. Everything is nineties and the two thousands and stuff like that. And if you want, if you, if anybody listens to this, a young kid or whatever like that, and you're like, oh, if you guys are old and you guys don't know, well, that's cool. But if you are a fan of something like what's, you know, the stuff that's on like now, right? Like verses and stuff like that. If you're a fan of, if you're a kid and you're like, I actually like all that versus stuff like that. Well, then you got to think artists that are coming out currently that nobody's really, you know, that is not stand that that music is not standing the test of time. In fucking five years, if if verses is still to go, what artist will be able to jump on there that has been out the last two to three years, two to three, four, even four years? Like who would be able to go on there that hasn't been out since the 2010s that would be able to be like, all right, well, let's have a versus between who? Like who? Who would yeah. be the person? Because know. that's <laughs> you searching far and wide right there. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have twenty hits. These the, the, these artists that are going out from the nineties and the two thousands and stuff like that, they have twenty bangers. That's why they're able to do this. Mm-hmm. But these these new artists, that is why hip hop is not as strong as it used to be, is because they don't have staying power. The staying power is not there. And I, first of all, before I continue, I love some of these new this new crazy some of this drill music. I I be listening to it. You know, I listen to some of it, and it and you know it 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 gets I'm, I'm bothering my head. I'm like, all right, this is cool. But then I'm like, all right, well, I know this is going to be good for a couple of months and whatever. And then it's going to be like, all right, that's it. So I just, with this new Drake, I just, I'm more disappointed that it's, it's just not hip hop, yo. And I gave it a chance. I actually listened to the whole thing, but it's just not hip hop. And I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed because I like Drake doing hip hop. I like, I, I have a, I have a good time with some of his music. You know, he's not my favorite artist, but I appreciate some of his music, but this, this shit right here. This ain't it, yo. This ain't it. That that was not. No, no again, he's not gonna go broke because I don't like it. He's. I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not gonna buy it. That's fine. I listened to it one time and I feel like I'm good. But that's not gonna stop his true fans from listening to it or whoever really likes it. I, you know, if he made it for them and them only, then that's perfectly fine. You got to do whatever's gonna make you happy as an artist. Or maybe he feels like I did everything I'm supposed to do in this fucking game. I've made enough hip hop. Let me do whatever I want to do right now. And I respect that as well. And that's what I think a lot but of it that, be, man. I think a lot of times people be yeah. um they're like, yo, I just want to do something different. Like I wanna try something. I wanna see just how far I can um I can stretch and push the limit. So they keep pushing and keep pushing, like I'm gonna do something wild. Like it's one of those things where you're at a level where you just be like, yo, I'm going to do this. And if it flops, oh well. But if it pops, I'm proving that I can do it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're right. That's what we have. I, 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 
the, the example that I gave you, like the, the Wayne and when Jay-Z was like, you know what? We're going to do some rock and roll. And I was still, even at that point, I was like, nah, this is not for me. This ain't for me. But it's not like they didn't sell. There was an audience for it. And if you had, if you did everything you did for the culture and you did everything you felt like you did for the culture and then you want to go outside of the culture and do whatever you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not at all. I just, it won't be for me, and that's fine. There's other people that purchase music besides just me and the hip-hop community. If you say, I want to make some fucking house music, there's been a house music... Uh, uh, there's a house music audience. scene. a house music audience forever, you know? And people from the... People from, like, D.C. and Philly and Jersey and that type of area, even, like, parts of Virginia and stuff like that, they understand that stuff. So they might gravitate to this type of album. And, and if it's for them, then there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all, man. But um, I think I think the way music is going right now, like, you mentioned drill. Like, that drill music is really crazy right now. But it's so – it goes at such a – Speed in such a rate that is crazy because like you'll have these drill rappers and they'll put out they put out like three four albums a year or really three four albums in a summer like they just keep making music keep making music and yeah and that that genre that era this wave that's in right now with the drill music is insane like the music come on and people go bananas and they oh, really yeah. be dancing and they go crazy to this music but it's saturated and there's so much of it out that now is different variations. And like you said, the music comes out and it switches so quickly. So you've got one type of drill. So now there's like, you've got Chicago drill, you got New York drill, you got Atlanta drill, you got all these different variations of drill music. The drill music itself is starting to lose what started it all. So the same way you were talking about hip hop, it's kind of like losing its identity. Drill music is starting to lose its original identity because there's so many different areas of people picking it up and running with it that is changing what's what it started as and yeah. you start to you start to pull the music down at a certain point because at a certain pretty sure the people who i don't know who originated drill music or who started or whatever how it all began but i'm pretty sure some of those people are like man they messing it up like there's somebody and your music been out what maybe five six years i think it got yeah. popular quickly but it's probably been out for a long time like underground so I'm pretty sure the people that first started doing it are looking at it like, man, y'all messing the game up. Like this ain't this ain't drill. This ain't what we started. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are they they're a little bit upset about how they started and what they brought up. But it is what it is, man. It's where we at right now, man. Everybody's trying to always elevate and do something new to the music so that they can. Some people just artists and, and they just expressive like that. But I think some people are doing it. So they name can pop. Like, look what I did to this type of music. Look how I brought this type of music to the masses. Or look how I switched and changed this type of music. It's the it's the same thing. Yeah, I, I believe Chicago, and not, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I believe it was came from Chicago. Then it, you know, then it branched out, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is this is crazy," I, you know. And then we're gonna put our own spin on it. It's similar to how uh, Crips and Bloods from. Uh, California probably feel about Crips and Bloods from all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like we started this shit, and 
and uh, this is what we do, and then everybody else is doing some other variation of their crypts and uh, whatever name of, of their part of the crypts and stuff like that. So uh, it's probably the same way. Like you started, we started it over here, and now you guys are doing it, and now it's like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> as far as drill music, uh, drill music had a real good had a real, real good shot. First of all, I like drill music. I like a lot. I like some of it. I like some of the artists and stuff like that. Like Fabio Foreign is, uh, I believe he's probably, if, if, and again, I could be mistaken, but that's the one I know. I know him more than I know the other ones. I know other ones, but he's you like. You don't know about their name. You know, they, you know they do the music. Yeah, I know they do the music, and I might hear them, and I'm like, oh, I like that shit. But I believe Fabio Foreign is probably the top of the top right now. Before it was him, it was Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke was about to be on another level. This is just what I feel. I feel like if he did not get killed, he would have been like the ambassador of drill music because he was really putting together like a 50 cents type vibe Mm -hmm. at the time. And then he got killed and it was unfortunate. Uh, but then Fabio Foreign is out, and, and so he's he's doing this thing because you already know Fabio Foreign is like the top of the drill people because every artist is trying to be on a song with him. Like, yeah. I haven't seen him on every single song. I'm like, yo, this guy's the new Nate dog. This guy's everywhere. This guy's crazy. So um, yeah, but I like the drill music, and but you're right. You can the the this today you can you don't have to be in a studio to make all this stuff you can do the shit from your fucking closet yeah. you don't have to do all that you know what I'm saying so that's why so much music is out it's just like oh my god alright I, I, this, this song comes out two weeks later this song I didn't heard it a million times cut that shit off it's like that <laughs> it yeah, get to it, that point it's man. no staying power there's no staying power nah you really do get to that point but, uh, but you know what's crazy you said you could make it in your closet yo the the evolution of technology is crazy because back in the day, people was making music in their closet, but it was sounding like this. I'm rather kill. Now they do shit in their closet. It's just sound like they just got out, got out of the hit factory someplace. It's a fact. It sounds clear as day. You're like, God damn, motherfucker was at the like you said, he was at the hit factory and this motherfucker got the headphones on. He had no headphones on. He ain't got no nothing. This motherfucker was in the straight closet with fucking with sneakers hanging around. That's it. It's just sounding amazing. Yeah, man, it's crazy because I remember when I was in college, my cousin, him and his crew, they had a, they had a uh, they had a group, and they used to be rapping. They used to be in the closet of the dorm room, and that joint used to sound like you just sound muffled and crazy. Everybody in the room had to sit completely still, so you didn't hit no feedback or anything. But now, look at look at goddamn technology. Now, just do whatever you want to do. It could be you got to be having a whole party in the next room and be in one room in your closet. Recording your whole damn album. That's a fact. It's different. It's absolutely it's insane. Totally, man. totally different. So that's why so many people have, can come out. That's why so many people can make music, and it'll be out today and done in two weeks. And you're just like, yo. Uh, but the staying power is real tough. I mean, we talked about this on a different part on a, a different episode where we were talking about everything is micro. It's like microwavable. Um, your uh, memory like everything is so in here today and out tomorrow you listen to a song today you're like i i didn't heard this shit a thousand times like before i remember uh i'm this old where benjamin's came out i remember i'll never forget where the song benjamin's from uh from puff and big and the locks and all that stuff like that and kim it all came out right 
and it came out on, we were from New York, so it came on Hot 97 at the time. That was like me shit. You know, you would hear a song and you'd be like, oh my God, this shit is crazy. But we could never get your hands on that song because it wasn't available. It was not available mm-hmm. for you to have it at the time. You had to wait for, uh, you had to wait for, uh, uh, basically you had to wait for it to get on a CD or you had to wait for it to get on vinyl or something like that. And then you were able to have it. And that's how these songs had staying power because it was not it was not readily available, and these songs lasted for a long, long, long time. Uh, but when you have so many songs coming out all at the at same a time, time man, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, I've heard this song a thousand times. I got it on my fucking, I got it on my phone. I've heard it forty thousand times already. Yeah, <laughs> you be hearing this shit over and over again, and it's yeah. nonstop. And and if you think about it, like yo, remember before we had a. Uh, you had the mixtapes, you had tapes, you had to hit rewind. Now you just hit yeah. the back button and you good money. <laughs> yeah, you can fucking remix yourself on your own phone. You can remix the shit. You can fucking play your own DJ. You can't even, it's like that. So, uh, so it's it just a different. add effort. up to it, man. Yeah. And, and it's cool, man. It's cool. And I appreciate it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I appreciate having great access to stuff because it was not fun. You know, taping off the radio. That was not fun back in the day. I'll tell you that. If you, I know some of these kids was like, what? Taping off the radio? Yes, you would have to listen. You have to sit at the radio and fit and fucking hit two buttons. It would be a play and a record. You would have to hit those yeah, two buttons. together, yeah. Yeah, you had to yeah. wait till the, uh, it wasn't no, it wasn't multiple countdowns like it is now. Like now they got the four o'clock countdown, the five o'clock countdown, the seven o'clock countdown. Nah, it was one. It was eight o'clock countdown and that was it. That's it. <laughs> You had to pray your song was on that countdown so you could fucking take that shit. And then you, you know, that's why I I, I remember uh, having like actual tapes, like mixtapes of, of your own songs might have been from the radio or it might have been something that you bought, but it, it was not as accessible. And so I appreciate being able to get stuff whenever I want to get stuff. I love that part about technology and what we're living in today. But when you have that, the staying power is not the same that it that it was back in the day. No, nah, not at all. So, um, your girl Beyonce got a new album coming out, and that's somebody who's got staying power because she just pop up every every like once a year, every other year. So she's got tremendous staying power because people always want to hear. And when she comes out, the goddamn internet loses their mind. Like she's she's a individual artist, an entertainer, whatever you want to call her that. If she says she's going to do something, the internet loses, like, their mind. Like, people have been all over the internet, like, Beyonce new album coming out. Oh, I ain't doing nothing. They marking this day on their calendar like like it's their damn birthday or their parents' birthday. Like, they losing their ever-loving mind for this. Um, It's like the end of July sometime or middle of July or something. Like, I don't even know, but I just know people are saying, oh, July is over. It's over in July. It's like they calling the... Uh, it's like when you want your team to sweep another team in the um in the playoffs. It's like, oh, Beyonce coming out, it's over, it's over for everybody. Like, like everybody else just need to go ahead and uh, shut they shut they music down. Everybody get out the studio in July because Beyonce coming out. That oh yeah, all right, no, I- she's a. Uh, and you can say that it's all it's, it's all well, dude. Like she's put out some amazing music. She's an amazing artist, but I just be finding it funny that these damn um, what are they called the. Uh, Beehive be losing their mind when she do anything. Oh no, no, you can't. That's the one group. That's the one group you don't mess with. And I, I respect it. I respect it. The fact that you know she has that kind of uh, a kind where she's uh, she says, "Oh, I'm 
fucking what's it? Twelve a.m. That's it. She don't even write anything else. Twelve a.m. The fucking people. Oh, she said twelve a.m. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't even know what the fuck is going to happen at twelve a.m. She's gonna be eating rice, rice krispies. She can't even say anything. She just said twelve a.m. That's all she said. She didn't say it. She. But it's, you know what it is, though. But you gotta respect it because it's almost similar. And I'm not comparing before people go like, you can't compare. But it's almost similar to when. Michael, when Michael was that one, Michael would do stuff like I, it's funny that I'm having this conversation because last night I was like, you know how crazy Michael Jackson was? Do y'all know? I, because uh, I was watching something where Chris Brown was like, I'll never be, you know, I never compare myself to Michael Jackson. That's not even, I would never compare myself to that, you know, because I've I seen some people talking about they think that Chris Brown is better than Michael Jackson. And it's like, whoa, I don't even think that Chris Brown thinks that. That's crazy. You understand? Mm-hmm. But but the comparison is like Michael Jackson was so fucking big. Like people, I don't know how people, I don't know if people know how big Michael Jackson is. Like people just, I know he, he has been on this earth for a little while, but Michael Jackson was so big that he had that, what was that? The dangerous tour. I watched that. I watched a clip of it yesterday. Cause I wanted to remember how big this guy was. This guy was so big. This is the tour. Now the guy jumped up, came on stage and stood there. He stood there. If you ever want to, you ever want to watch comedy, just go on YouTube, put in the Dangerous Tour, Michael Jackson. Watch the first, you don't even got to watch the whole thing. Watch the first five minutes. You're going to watch this guy jump up on stage from the floor, jump up on stage and stand there for two straight <laughs> minutes. You know what he said in those two minutes, son? He said nothing, not a fucking single thing, not a fucking thing. The, the nigga didn't even move his fucking, he didn't even move his head, didn't fucking do a shimmy, didn't moonwalk, didn't do shit. He stood there. You know what was happening? The crowd was losing it. People were fainting. They were they were taking people off the, you know, out the crowd. Out. The crowd they, they, out. they were passing the fuck out. And what I say all I have to say is that that's the kind of, power that Beyonce has. I don't know if she has fainting power, but she has the power. If I'm going to do something, y'all best to get aboard this bad boy because y'all know how I get down. She's on that type of level. But Michael was on another level. Super duper level. He was like, he was on another level. Passing out, son. This is a true story. If uh, you can even Google it. Um, When Michael died, when he passed away, there were people, and I'm, I don't know the exact number, but there was a certain amount of people, it might have been under 10, it might have been over 10, that actually committed suicide because they didn't want to live on this earth without him being here. Holy shit, I got I to gotta look that up one day. You got to look that up. But that's, <laughs> that's how big, insane. that's how big Michael Jackson was, just in case people forget. Because I know people would be like, oh, it was a long time ago, yeah, 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 yeah. But this goes back to what me and Dan is saying, that the staying power was crazy because the music wasn't readily available. So it made Michael even crazier. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say he wouldn't have been crazier if there was internet. But what I'm saying is that a lot of artists were even big, were, were crazy huge because you could not, you couldn't get to them. You couldn't be, like I could, if I want to fucking uh, be on somebody's stage and see what the fuck they're doing, I can easily go to, I don't know. You know, I can go to fucking Jamie Foxx's page and see what the fuck is Jamie Foxx doing today? You couldn't yeah, do that shit. You couldn't do that at fuck. all. So yeah, it made, you it, do it made it better. But I don't know. Everybody, man. I think um, I think if Michael Michael was around now in this era, I think he'd still be 
the way he was then. Oh he, yeah, he's just that like iconic. He's that um people people were just drawn to him in general. So like you say, he stood there. Like we've seen people get on stage and they stand there for a minute. The crowd starts to clap and go crazy. Then they slowly trail off. Like I gotta, I'm gonna I'm watch that. But I, I believe you wholeheartedly that he man stood there for two minutes because he was just that type of person, man. That dude was, dude was different, and it was because you couldn't get to him, you couldn't see him. So when you saw him, it was amazing. It was like everything to you. Yeah, and if you Brother. look at it, like um, who's that? Uh, was that Martin Lawrence? Where he was like, "Yo, he got people jamming in Bucharest. He had people. He had people attending concerts in war-torn countries. Like, there's literally a war going on in your country, and he's going. He's coming to your country to do a concert, and the war stops. Like, everybody, hey, listen, listen. You got to put these guns down for today. <laughs> we got to go see this yeah. Mike. Like, there's no shooting today because Mike coming to town. Mike is coming to town, son. That is insane. Whenever. You, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this podcast, please do yourself a favor. If you just want to see pandemonium, and I don't even use that word like that, pandemonium, go put on the dangerous tour. Give yourself four good minutes. You don't even have to. It's good music, obviously, because it's a dangerous tour. But if you just want to see pandemonium, the guy jumps up from the stage, stands there for two minutes straight. You know how long two minutes is? If somebody said, hold your breath for two minutes, at fucking 45 seconds, you'd be like, all right, I'm done. Two minutes. Mm. And people were passing the fuck, passing out, like losing it. Losing it. So, yeah. Damn, but crazy. Beyonce has that kind of power. I'll go back to what you said. Beyonce has that kind of power to say something, and her fans are going to be like, nah. I remember seeing a post, and I forget who it was by, I think it was one of the city girls, and I could be wrong. Um, but somebody wrote, you guys are so crazy about Beyonce. If she said uh, uh, to jump, and the uh, I believe it was one of the city girls, but she, they said off a bridge, on a trampoline, uh, in the sky. What? Where are we jumping? That that is what I'm talking about. Like they just basically, <laughs> whatever it is, they love her. There's nothing wrong with that because she has worked very hard to get to where she is, and I respect it. Oh yeah, she is definitely that type of person. You said if she say twelve o'clock, like everybody would, the entire half the nation would be sitting up waiting at twelve o'clock every day, every day. But hey, I don't know what's happening at twelve o'clock. If she didn't tell us what day, and I'm staying up to twelve o'clock every day until something happens. <laughs> it would all be just be up, just be up, wait up. Not twelve o'clock today. All right, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> the sad thing is, these motherfuckers usually go to bed on a regular day. They go to bed at six because they got to be up at three. But they go to bed at six, wake up at twelve just to see if Beyonce said some shit, just to see and if then she go came through her word. <laughs> you understand? Like it's that. It's that. So it's a uh, again not comparing Beyonce to Michael Jackson. I know somebody, an old school person, is listening to this. Like, how dare you? But what I'm saying is that you, these people have like she has staying power. This is what the the, the conversation is about. It's about staying power. Yeah, man, she's 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 gonna she's gonna be around for a minute. Her music's gonna be around for a minute, and it'll be good to see. Now, uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, Tank interview where he was saying how talented Kelly Rowland is, which I think a majority of us really recognize how talented uh, Kelly Rowland is. But Beyonce was groomed to be who she is. I think Kelly Rowland was kind of groomed to be who she is, and 
it is. Sometimes you just got to be who you who you are and who you groom to be in this world. And Beyonce's a star. Kelly Rowan's a star, but she's kind of like the like I do this. Like she's the she's the grinder. Like she, if you if you a sports fan, she's the person that does all the hard labor and all the hard work and is really a good technical person and but doesn't get the respect and doesn't get the shine. And Beyonce is that, that superstar that's like playing off not not saying that this is what she's doing, but she's that superstar that's just playing off a of raw talent. Like this is just what I can do. Just when I wake up, I can just do this. I don't got to work. I don't got to practice at it. And I think that's that's the difference between the two. But I've always respected Kelly Rowe. I think I always thought that she could sing, and she's a she's a beast with it. But hearing um hearing dude Tank talk about her and explain some of the things that she does in the studio just kind of like solidified it in my mind. Oh. Kelly Rowland is amazing. The difference between Kelly Rowland and a Beyonce, uh, if I had to do a comparison, which I, you know, obviously those are two different individuals and both stars and celebrities and just absolutely amazing uh, women. The difference is though, is Kelly Rowland is a phenomenal singer and she's just, she's just a great person, right? She's just a great singer. Beyonce is an entertainer. She is like a Michael Jack. The reason that's the exactly. difference is like, Michael Jackson was not the best singer. He was not the greatest singer. If you had to choose a singer, you'd be like, nah, Luther will tear Michael Jackson to shreds. You understand? That's what somebody <laughs> would say. But if you had to get somebody who's an entertainer, entertain, somebody's going to entertain you, that's what people gravitate to because they like the dancing, they like the singing, they like mm-hmm. to be entertained all, all, all overall. Not to say that Kelly Rowland can't dance and entertain you, but it's just a difference in it's the entertainment level, section. Yeah, it's different levels of that shit. And I love them both. I love them both. But yeah, matter of fact, that's what um, Chris Brown was saying the other day on um, interview I was watching. He was saying how he said a lot of times people ask him like, "Who's um, who's who does he think could beat him in a dance battle? Who's the better dancer?" He was like, "Yo, he's like, I can dance. He's like, I'm a beast at it. He's like, but if you look on TV and you look at these different things." there's a whole lot of people who can really dance and really get to it. He's like, so saying if I'm better than everybody, if I'm the greatest dancer, he's like, uh, he was pretty much saying like, I don't know. Like there's some talented people out here. He's like, but when it comes to that dancing, singing, flipping, running across the stage, putting on a show, he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know too many people that's going to outdo me and do what I can do. Yeah. And that's what it is. Sometimes you got that when you've got everything compacted into you, you kind of can, do what the hell you want to do, how you want to do it. Yeah. People want to be entertained, yo. People want to be entertained. If you can do all of that extra shit, you could do like Chris Brown, if you could do like Michael Jackson, if you could do like a Beyonce, if you could do like these individuals, your career goes to another level. Now, if you can sing, you can be a dope singer. Like there's a plenty, plenty of dope singers. R. Kelly was a dope singer. You know, yeah, and he was, he was a, a stage, <laughs> but he wasn't dancing. You understand? So he would never have as, as dope as R. Kelly was as a, as a I'm talking about uh, the magician, uh, the musician. He was, uh, I don't think he was a dope individual person. I'm talking about the, the musician. He would never be. Yeah, I'm talking about R. Kelly, the R. Kelly that we know, not Robert. I don't know what the fuck Robert would do. I don't, I don't want to know and I don't know. But the nigga R. Kelly. He was a phenomenal musician, you understand? But he would never have gotten to a level of a Chris Brown because he doesn't do the extras that Chris Brown would do. You understand? Chris Brown has been in movies. You know, Beyonce's been in movies. Mm-hmm. 
you know, these people, Michael Jackson, he 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 was in movie, but he didn't have to be in no goddamn movie. Hell but you nah. see, different. R. Kelly was never in a fucking movie. He was just getting this singing on. He probably couldn't read the script, but that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's just more of just just telling about the entertainment part. Entertainment part is two different things. When they start uh, ascending to a different level, when they say I'm an entertainer, I do the I do fucking everything, then that just puts you on another level. Yeah, on a whole nother level. So, um, these these verses, I'm starting to think that um, I'm not gonna say verses is a rap, but I think they're starting to reach. Cause we had some verses recently that I was like, man, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? Like the one that's on tonight, what is um, Mario and Mario? Now, granted, both of them have some um, some a good catalog of songs, but is was there anybody? Really looking for a, a Marion and Mario battle? There's some people I, I, I'm shocked. I've seen some people. I mean, but you're gonna, you know, it doesn't really matter who the battle is. People, somebody's gonna be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch it." But what I think is, what I think the one thing that verse is understood is that to have them do. Th- Remember, these verses will be twenty songs, twenty. Right now, if you're a, a fucking super duper Mario fan, you're a super duper. A Mario fan, you probably could bring off 20 hits straight off the rip, right? But the average Mario and a Mario fan, just the average person, is going to probably be like, I, I, I can rip off maybe 10. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to help me on the last 10. I don't know what's on that B-side, right? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on on the B-side. But what they did was they said, you know what? If some motherfuckers, let's say they do 10 to 15, let's just fucking get some other people that probably got about five songs and, that, and that'll make up the rest of it. So, I, so what I understand is that Bobby Valentino and Pleasure P and Ray J and Sammy, I believe they're supposed to be doing open acts. Oh, yeah, okay. Got so you. that's a smart thing because now you got a fucking concert. You don't even got a fucking versus no more. You gotta, now you got a fucking concert. And that's pretty uh, what the verses is turning into. But I think, and then with this, with that generation of people, they were all doing songs together. So that's probably what it is. Like collectively with the people they was doing features with and everything, they probably got like a good 20 songs. If you think about their features and all of that, but like individually, yeah, yeah nah, I don't know too many songs. And then, you know what? I, I got to start realizing that, which is versus is done very smartly. They've put it together. They've done things for different generations of people. And yeah, this, this, uh, this, this versus right here tonight is not something that's for us. Like that, this is for the people who, um, in their mid thirties, I think the early to mid thirties, that's who this versus is for. Cause yeah, I see people that I, that I work with who are in like, they mid, I see them, they on, they online like, Oh snap. Oh, Marianne. Oh, I'm like, are y'all really excited about this? Like, this is what y'all do. But yeah. I realize it's not it's not for us. Just like there was what, what was it when they had uh even though we grew up different from this generation. So like when they had the um when they had the old school one, it was we liked it. We was like, oh hell yeah, that's the shit my parents used to listen to. Like I know all the songs. I know everything that's going on right now. So it was yeah. it wasn't for us, but we could relate to it. We could rock to it. And be like yeah, that used to be the jam back in the day. When they had Ozzy Brothers and um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, when they had stuff like that, it really wasn't for us. It really was for the older crew, but we could listen to it because that's what we grew up on. Yeah, no, no, no. When they had like a, 
Uh, they had Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. Yeah, um, those, those those fire. You understand? You gotta you gotta respect that. Ron Isley and uh, and Earth Wind and Fire. I watched that shit. Fire. You understand? Know and that was before our time. But you, you know, you get to you get to uh, uh, see different genres of music. I, you know, I, I wasn't into it. wasn't for me, but it was for the ladies and whoever liked them, like Monica and who I forget who she faced. I, I believe it was Monica and Brandy. It was Monica Mondo. and Brandy. Monica and Brandy, what I'm saying is that, that that wasn't for me. I know their music, but it wasn't for me, but I watched it. And you understand? Like, it might get some younger folks to be like, oh, that shit was kind of crazy. You know, that was, I like those songs. And I like I like what it's doing for that. I like that part of it. It might not be for me. All these verses are not for me. And, I, and that's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's not supposed to be. I ain't the only fucking person living on this earth. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to let me listen to some music that, I, I might not be into it and then I listen to it and I'm like, oh shit, this is kind of good. This is kind of decent. And you got to respect that because what you want is what you don't want is with these kids, these kids are swearing to the high heaven that, uh, some, not some, some, let me say some, some, some kids are swearing to the high heavens that, you know, they don't really fuck with the older music, like music from the nineties or two thousands and stuff like that. They only fuck with new music and that's perfectly fine. But you don't want to put yourself in the box. And I never wanted to do that when we were growing up. I never wanted to put myself in a box where I didn't listen to older hip-hop or even R&B and stuff like that. That's how I know about Luther. That's how I know about the, you know, Sugar Hill Gang and all that stuff like that. Because I wanted to know more about a different type of music. And this just sound fire to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this Versus is doing a good job as, uh, as introducing that kind of music to people. Oh, yeah. it's a lot of people who, who probably... Uh, getting on them like, oh yeah, I remember that song. That song was kind of dope. I didn't know that's who made that song. And then they started listening to some other song. Like, oh man, this song's kind of dope. So shout out to Versus, man. But I like Versus. I think it's a genius idea. And since they started it as just a filler and just as a, hey, get your mind off the um, quarantine to where it is now, it was just like amazing. So shout out to yeah. uh, Timbaland, Swiss Beast. Shout out to everybody got anything to do with it, man. Them folks is amazing. They did an awesome job. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There have been some classics. There have been some classic There's verses. Some classics, son. So we was talking classic. about uh, just talking about Father's Day, and Father's Day was also uh, Juneteenth. Yeah, and I was having a conversation about well, me and the wife was talking. She was like, um, she said, "Oh, I need to go to the store right quick." She said, but "I need to go early because it's Juneteenth. Stuff's gonna close." I was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. I don't think nobody's closing on on Juneteenth just yet." <laughs> I was like, the banks and stuff is closed because they made it a federal holiday. I was like, but uh, the little corner store, the little grocery store, I was like, eh, I don't think they closed for Juneteenth. Like, Juneteenth <laughs> is, is, is not there yet. Now, I will say that, like, another, I think another three to five years, oh, one is going to be a hell of amount of um, Juneteenth sales. It's going to oh, be yeah. all type of Juneteenth specials. And then the other thing is going to be, Stuff's gonna be closing early. I'm like, oh man, we got to close down early because it's Juneteenth. Everybody's going home to be with their family. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, let's get understanding what's going on here, folks. It's not just time to go home and put your feet up. Like, it's not this. It's not that type of holiday. Yeah, now, I did hear a comedian say some say some funny but fucked up shit. He was like, he said, oh man, he said soon they'll have start having um sales on on Juneteenth. He's like three fifths off everything. I was like, whoa, oh, 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 oh Jesus, right? Hilarious, hilarious joke. But come on, man, <laughs> it's it's too soon. <laughs> it'll, it'll always be too soon to make a joke like that. But I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa that, that's messed up. Yeah, 
it is fucked up, but I get it. Though. You know, every, again, if it's a funny joke, I don't care how crazy it is. If it's a funny joke, you, you got to let it rock. You got to let it rock. It was funny as hell, but I was like, that's messed up. That's dirty. I, yeah. I want to, I got to laugh, but not laugh hard. I, I got to just get a little chuckle along. <laughs> I can't laugh too hard at that joke. But yeah, man, I think, I think that's where we going, man. I think in another few years, they're going to, I don't know if they're going to completely commercialize it, but it will be like different type of events and sales and things going on just for Juneteenth soon. And that's probably, it's probably a lot of hiring going on in companies right now and they sensitivity areas as they try to figure out like, yo, how can we market this and not seem racist? Like, like what can we do to market this, market this holiday and not get ourselves in trouble? Because who was it? It was Walmart who had the uh, Juneteenth ice cream they was about to put on sale, and the internet went crazy and shut them down. So there's got to be a lot of meetings. They they they're terrible with these fucking uh, diversity meetings because they are terrible. I didn't see so many dumbass shit uh, unless unless they're doing it on purpose. Like I, I, I believe some of these companies are doing the shit on purpose. I'm almost positive because I, I don't give a fuck. Like. If you continue to be like we're gonna our sale is gonna be chicken and watermelons as far as gonna be <laughs> so come on now, you already know. You already know, you already know. It's fine. I we get it. You you wanna be an asshole, we get it. Uh but I believe you I, I agree with you. It's gonna be a little bit more like that. This was the first year I think it was a federal holiday this year. I mean it's always been Juneteenth, it's always been Juneteenth, but this mm-hmm. year is when they finally make this federal holiday. Um I I I I yeah, I'm with it. I, I don't work for a bank. I wish I did because if you work for a bank, you know, if you start to think about it, you winning if you work at a place where they got to close down for these federal federal holidays, you are winning. Oh, so yeah. think about it. You got Memorial Day and three weeks or two weeks later, you got Juneteenth. And then like two weeks after that, you got July 4th. You are winning. You are like, this is what the fuck I is talking about. Oh yeah, you know, like every once in a while, you get a good, uh, you get a good stretch of holidays where you where you get some extra days off. No, yeah, but then there's there's also like a four month stretch where you you get none. You don't get shit off, like motherfucking after after Labor Day. Oh my God, you got to go through October, November, finally get a little bit of a yeah uh, Thanksgiving. But but I'm telling you, this right here. This is that stretch right here, or, or after after uh, Martin Luther King, you get a President's Day. But after that, it's just it, it's smooth, ain't nothing going on. It's, it's just exactly uh, what like it is. you get some I holidays, but they just not like the uh, they're not paid or off holiday. It's just regular BS. We want to sell some greeting cards holidays. <laughs> regular holidays where you don't get nothing off, like Father's Day and shit like that, where, <laughs> where we go right back to the beginning. <laughs> just like, the same type of shit. Just, the Father Day type holidays, but uh, yeah, nah. But that Memorial Day, Juneteenth, and then Fourth of July, boy, oh boy! If you work at those type of, if you work at those type of jobs, you are good to go. You are like looking like, yeah, yeah, I could do this type of summer stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I'm loving it right now, boy. We about to get a. Uh, I should have about three checks in a row with holiday pay on it. It's about to be Run's beautiful. Run the fact. <laughs> but I, my question is. If you racist as fuck, right? If you want these fuck black people type shit, if you like racist as fuck, should, should you even be able to take off? The, they should make your ass still coming to work. Make you come to work. Like make, make you forfeit your money. <laughs> you got to donate yeah, your money to a uh, Negro college fund or something. That's a fact. You don't fuck with black people. So you, you still got to do something. something. You got to go. You got to come into work or something's got to get. It's, it's got to be a, a fucking trade off. You can't be taking off the holiday and you don't even fuck with black people. You got to come clean the desk or something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> come yeah. Vacuum all the cubicles out. Uh, 
Let that motherfucker go get some mops and get the get the fucking Swiffering. <laughs> Swiffering. I don't know what Ray J did on this versus, but the internet is tearing him up, son. I don't know what he was doing out there. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing out there on stage, but the internet is going bananas on him. Some oh chick, shit! Some some chick said said I'm good on, on I'm good on Brandy's brother. Oh snap, son! This people's crazy. I love the internet, man. It is one of the worst and greatest inventions ever. So last time we did the show, we didn't get to talk about uh, Monique and and DL, and I think kind of happened like right around that time. But we really didn't yeah. get to um, talk about it. So two of them got into it over contract dispute, and it really wasn't even their dispute. It's more so her dispute was with the promoter. And the promoter just promised both of them to be the headliners. And the promoter double promised, double booked, whatever they did, and then she was directing her energy at um, at DL. So when that happened, I was just like, man, this chick is just always in it with somebody. Like, she's always got something to say. It's always this person, that person. Everybody's against her. Everybody's trying to hold her back. It's always somebody. But now, come to find out, she wins her lawsuit. Well, I guess she didn't win her lawsuit because they just settled out of court. So my thing is, they didn't disclose how much money she got out of the um, settlement. It's probably going to be a non-disclosure. Probably never find out how much money it was. But does this solidify, does this give her validation on her complaint that Netflix was being discriminatory or Netflix was treating her different than they were the white female comedians? Uh, well, this was a settlement that she had got with Netflix, correct? Or she got a, uh, she had got a, uh, she had a lawsuit a and they kind of like settled out of court. Did she get a special though? Nah, she didn't get no special. They just cut her a check. Check. But they don't. They said the details are undisclosed, and whenever they say details, that means they paid them some money, and they don't want any information about it coming out. I so said more than likely they signed that non-disclosure about it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So what what I'll say is this: I'll say that I I I don't know if that solidifies her as far as uh, Netflix was being racist about her being on the on the or sex uh, racist or sexist. What I'm saying is that. I don't want to say yes. I'm not saying no, because it could be very, very true. When they settle out of court, all I can take from that is, all I can take from that is when uh, they just probably didn't feel like dealing with the headache. Usually a lot of times when companies are like, let's just fucking settle. We, we got enough. We are fucking rich. Let's just settle out of court. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. I think they don't want to go through that type of uh, digging up some stuff. They might have said some dumb shit. You know, and then all of a sudden that comes up. Now they got to go and fucking do all this explaining to the public when they could have just fucking settled out of court for an X amount of money, some shit that's not even going to put a dent in their pocket. And then they don't have to explain shit because they did a non-disclosure, right? Um, but I will say this about Monique. You know, I'm a com- I, I do comedy and I, I, I cherish comedy, you know, I cherish it. Um, but the thing with DL and Monique, I, I just felt like if you if you got the chance to see the, the clip, it was like, yo, what is this about? Like, what? I, no matter how you feel about some shit, like you're bugging to be going in on somebody's wife and how they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, that exactly. Really, was it. unnecessary, yo. And Monique is, and again, I. I don't know this lady. I'm just going off of stuff that I hear in the media. 
Uh, she's probably an amazing woman. She's probably a, uh, an amazing lady, and I'm pretty sure of that. But the stuff that has been portrayed in the media when it comes to her business has been real shaky, real mm-hmm. shaky when it comes to the business stuff, like the stuff with Lee Daniels and DL stuff, and just a whole bunch of the shit with Netflix. There's a whole bunch of other people. We got. I can. I can name about the sad thing is on this one. I can name about ten. And it, like the, I, I was listening to a little bit of DL part, and it has to be a point where it's the person. It can't be everybody else every mm-hmm. single time. So whatever is going on with her and Netflix, I'm glad that she got the money because at the end of the day, if you felt wronged and then all of a sudden you got paid for it because you felt wronged, then congratulations to you. I'm all for the little person getting fucking money from corporations. I don't give a fuck what the corporation is. But what I'm saying is that how she went about it with the DL thing that just was, un- I felt like all of that shit was unnecessary. Tell your fucking jokes. And then if you want to say something afterwards, you do that because now you done said your fucking part. And now another comedian has to come on up after you and they, they have to make a choice. Either they're going to fucking go up there and bash you. And now what are we doing? Or they got to be professional and then continue with the show. Mm-hmm. It just was unnecessary. I felt it was unnecessary, but again, they can't, I can't tell somebody how to feel. Uh, so she dealt it with how she felt it. And, and in my opinion, which is literal to nothing, in my opinion, I just felt like she dealt with it uh, emotionally and wrong. Yeah, I think she, she she went off. She went up there. And even if she felt that it was his fault, well, obviously she did. But, you know, even feeling that it was his fault, like you didn't have to go up there and do that. Like you, you bashed it. You it, did your I, whole set bashing that dude. And... When it, when you look at all the paperwork, it, it wasn't even him that had anything to do with it. <laughs> like he went off his paperwork. He's like, yeah, my paperwork say this, and this is what I'm doing. And if you can't do this, then I'm not performing. And the promoter, whoever decided it to say, oh yeah, now nah, he he gonna go on last. So you did all of this about him. Now he came out and he could have came out and roasted you. He could have came out and went in, but he was like, nah, I'm just gonna do what I do, and I'm gonna keep it moving. But yeah. it is a, at a point where you have to say is something I'm doing or even if it is on some, I'm not getting the respect that I'm due. So that's why I'm, I'm acting the way I do in these meetings because these companies are not respecting me and so on and so forth. But you got to look at it. Like you look at, um, sports and we relate a lot of stuff to sports, but she hasn't done anything comedically in a while to make a company say, yo, we're going to rock with you. Or, yo, we're going to give you this. We're going to push you forward because we believe in you and what you did 10, 15 years ago. Whenever King's Economy and Queen's Economy, all that came out. Like, she hasn't done anything major in a while. So, just like a team. A team ain't going to put no money into a player who they ain't see play in the last five, six years. They're not about, oh, yeah, we're about to give you this $100 million contract because we know eight years ago you was in here getting to it. It's like, nah, we're going to give you this money that we think you deserve right now. And if you show improved, then maybe we'll give you a little bit more. And I think that's where she is now. Like, I can't remember the last time I've seen outside of just recently when all of this stuff has been coming up with her. Like before this whole Netflix thing. I can't remember the last time I heard she was on tour. I can't remember when I heard she was popped up in a comedy room someplace. Because normally with comedians, you'll hear it like, oh, so-and-so popped up at the such and such room and did a set. Like I haven't heard yeah. anything about her doing anything. So when the, when the Netflix thing, I was like, when's the last time she did stand up? Like, 
what the hell? Like, what, why did she expect to get all this money? And she ain't did no stand up. She ain't really did no movies. She ain't did no shows. Like, nobody's checking for you. And if I'm a company, if ain't nobody checking for you, I'm not about to put no money into you if ain't nobody else checking for you. Because if it goes belly up, I lose. Now, if I'm just want to gamble on you, I gamble on you. And if it if it blows up, great. If it's a crap shoot, oh well, I just lost some money and I just keep it moving. Yeah. But yeah, man, she's at the point where she's got to make a decision on how she's going to operate in these meetings. And now with this whole, now she's getting down with 50 Cent, he's going to put her in shows, put her in put in the show, and she's going to blow up. I don't see her blowing up anymore. I don't care what she do on this um, BMF show. I don't see her all of a sudden becoming the quote-unquote star she once was or the star she once could have been. I don't see none of that changing. I see everybody's going to still look at her as, oh, yeah, that's Monique. I remember Monique used to be funny. I remember Monique used to do this. I don't see BMF blowing her up to some huge level because I haven't seen anybody on any of those shows transcend into some huge star since they've been on those shows. Even even uh, uh, was a dude that was on um on Ghost, the, the Road Timmy dude, he had, a, he had a, a quick year run and that was it. He put out an album, yeah. he did it, and now he's... <laughs> He's gone. Nobody checking for him no more. What's the fact? So I kind of think it kind of blew Mary up, but I think it blew Mary up because people were still checking for Mary. People yeah, still wanted was- to hear from Mary. People will always want to hear and see Mary J. Blige. So when she popped up on the show, people was like, yes, somebody got Mary back in the spotlight. Ain't nobody happy Monique back in the spotlight. <laughs> nobody cares about Monique and what she doing. I mean, I, with Monique, it's just, you know, it. Uh, I I wish her all the best. I don't have any ill. I, I, she ain't do shit to me. <laughs> you know, they ain't do shit. At the end of the day, I hope I hope whatever she want to do in this industry and whatever she feels like she deserves, I hope she gets it all. But what I'm saying is that uh, I, I feel like she uh, she is living off of the nostalgia of what happened in the two in the in the in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. I feel like. She, that and then and that's perfectly fine. You were a, you she was on top of her game. She had her own show. She did the Queen's comedy. She had done movies and stuff like that. All of that. So if she feels like yo, I'm the shit, and I, you guys should respect me for whatever I did then, then that's perfectly fine. You can feel that way. The problem is, we all know the old adage of it's what have you done for me lately? Don't exactly. nobody care about it. Fucking five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, don't nobody care. Don't nobody want to hear it. You don't pull up a fucking DVD of what you was doing back. Nobody gives a shit. What did you do two weeks ago or last week or whatever like that? That's all people care about. So the fact that people are going to help out her or not help her out. Let me not say it like that. The fact that she's going to be on different shows and stuff like that. Congratulations. I don't have any ill feels, any ill feelings towards her. Jane do shit to me. She's a fellow comedian. I hope it all works out. I, I just feel like her energy is misguided and, and, she just needs to work on that sometimes, but she, at the, at the end of the day, she's successful. And if she wants to be an asshole or whatever, she feels like she wants to be to everybody else. And if it's working, <laughs> that's fine. That's that works too. Uh, we, we just outside people looking in, giving out opinions. Yeah, that's true. But man, I don't know, man, I can't, I can't, can't I can't do it with people like that because you, you looking at somebody who's trying to say, this is what I'm worth. Despite what I've done for the last 
whatever amount of years, this is what I'm worth. So pay me this like, again. And then when people are like, yeah, nah, I'm not doing that. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm a funnier than than this person. Yeah, but they just did a movie, and the movie they did grossed this amount. So we know people are going to come see them. Now they could. Everybody's going to come see this show. Everybody's going to come watch this stream this show. And it's going to suck, but guess what? Once they stream it, I get my money and I get my numbers. So if the show sucks, oh, well, you, I don't know what people are going to do when you get up there because nobody in this generation is really checking for you. When you look at her last, um, her last major movie, which was Presses, that was 2009. We 2022, boo. Like <laughs> all these other movies you've been doing in between, like, who the hell ever heard of Blackbird? Never heard of Blackbird. I don't know what that is. TV movie called Bessie. Never heard of Bessie. Almost Christmas. Wait, Almost Christmas. I think I heard of that one. I think I, think I, I really have heard of Almost Christmas. But even that was 2016. Yeah, Almost yeah, Christmas was the, uh, the little black movie where she was playing the drunk auntie and it had all the, uh, no. all the black stars in it. Was Morris Chestnut in it? No, I think that was the other movie. This was the one with um Danny Glover and Oh and Kimberly Elise and Omar Epps and Gabrielle Union. Oh yeah. And even yeah, that movie was a random ass movie. Look at all the random ass people that's in that movie. If they got Omar Epps or, or Morris Chestnut or Tay Diggs in it, those are the <laughs> the black movie. There's no black movie but one of those three in it. That's how I, that's how I explain movies to people. They're like, you want to go see that? How black? I'm like, they, they got their data. They're like, oh, this is black, black. All right, this is a black, black ass. All right, no problem. That's that's how I describe my movies. You, know, you want to already know how black it's going to be until you tell, name one of them three motherfuckers. Oh, yo, that is funny as hell, sir. but that is a valid point right there, man. <laughs> If you got any one of those three in it, it is a officially a blackity black black movie. <laughs> the Juneteenth. <laughs> the Juneteenth movie. Yo, wouldn't that be crazy if um or Juneteenth movie theater started playing all the black movies like that? <laughs> Yo, that's what's gonna happen. You know somebody's gonna do that. We thought we were doing the right thing by playing only black movies. That's what's gonna happen. Oh snap! Yo, if AMC start playing all the black movies of, of all time on Juneteenth, yo, that'll be hilarious. That's a fact. Oh man, that would be some funny stuff. <laughs> True, but I can see it though. Yeah, but so like you look at that. That was 2016. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't a starring role. She was just another person in the movie, and it wasn't a memorable movie. It wasn't a memorable role, so. I don't know, man. I think more power to her. I hope whatever she got going on gets better. I hope she continues to, you know, get better, get her money, do whatever it is that she's aspiring to do and aspiring to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But I just can't really rock with her based on the recent um, attitude and the recent energy she's been putting out there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree. That's fair. Oh, shit. That was funny as hell. So. He said that movie's blackity black if it got them pre in it. That is a fact, son. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabrielle Union, you know, she's usually on some of those. Hell yeah, Gabrielle Union. I'm um, not late than anyone, anyone of them. 
song, boy, it's, it's, it's about as black as they black black. <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny as hell, son. Yo, so, um, I was perusing the internet before we get up out of here, and I saw that somebody broke into Vince Carter home, and I just want to know who the hell is disrespectful to be breaking into Vince Carter home? Like, nobody has any respect for the, um, for the for the veterans and the old school people that everybody loved, man. Like, who the hell is breaking into Vince Carter house, man? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit who it is. She could be Vince Carter. It could be Nell Carter. They don't give a fuck who it is. They gonna break in that shit. Yeah, folks is completely disrespectful nowadays, man. They just be doing all type of stuff to the greats. Shout out to Vince Carter. And they said Vince Carter had a hundred grand in cash in the house. What the hell is Vince Carter doing? <laughs> Why you got a hundred grand in cash in your house? Motherfucker was on for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah, that's a tsunami. It ain't no rainy day. <laughs> you never know when you never know something happens to the banks. You hey, you right. on. There's a lot of people paranoid about that, so that, that really could be it. You never know, man. You, I don't know. Now, if he had it under the mattress, now some other dumb shit, but if he, if he had it in the safe and they just got to the safe, well, you just got me. You understand? Because you tried. I, I put it in the safe. They still got to the safe. That's something totally. Now, if he had the shit stacked up on the fucking coffee table, then, then he's a <laughs> and it's in the closet stacked up in the corner. Yeah. In the shape of a seat. <laughs> Nobody wants to find this. In a fucking bag that that a fucking bag that had uh the uh a symbol with the outside with the money symbol. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody will ever find this. It'll never be none the wiser. Oh shit, but yeah. I saw that shit. I was like, oh man, I was like I gotta mention that shit on the show. Like what the hell is Vince Carter doing with a hundred grand in the house in cash just in the house? Who breaks in this house and goes and finds a hundred grand and tries to run out with it? You can't run out with no hundred grand. I'm telling you, people don't give a shit. They don't give a fine fuck if it's they don't care if it's Vince Carter, Sean Carter, Wayne Carter, Nell Carter. They don't care. People gonna fucking they gonna try to get into that house. You know, times is rough. I I know me and you was talking about the the, the airplanes is packed and people still getting out and about, but we still we in a recession. I know motherfuckers is poor. It's just a hand, it's just it just seems like motherfuckers got still got bread. But motherfuckers is poor. That's why you seeing all these people out here wilding out. Yeah, people still poor. People still wilding out for no reason. Yeah, they're not getting that that uh, PPP loans no more. They ain't no more stimulus coming through. You know, everybody was rich. Everybody was rich these last two years. People were fucking buying all kinds of shit for their house. Everybody had sneakers. Everybody bought some clothes. Motherfucker, I bought I bought a fucking uh, a, a golf uh, a miniature golf shit. I, I don't. I probably use that shit when the PPPs and stuff is going on, but I ain't never used the shit since. I got a whole golf thing. <laughs> Clubs and all. Motherfuckers <laughs> was buying shit, man. I just bought shit. I got paintings in my house. It's crazy now. I just was buying stuff at the time. I mean, I'm still doing dumb shit now, but I'm, what I'm saying is that it's not the same. Everybody is still not, you know, going crazy at the same that they was uh, when when everybody was getting all that free money. Yeah. It is. It is. It's now has switched up. People have now gone back to uh, trying to watch their pennies and watch their coins and all of that. That's a fact. Oh man, should we up out of here, folks? Another good show. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Streams is already up. You know, we getting our um, averaging our thirty to forty streams of shows. So we appreciate everybody that's listening. Everybody that's tuning in from all over the all over the country, all over the world. We having people from like Germany and Japan listening. So we appreciate it. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. 
Till next time, we up out of here, man. Y'all have a good night, good day, good week. Well, it's the end of the week for us. This is a Thursday, so y'all have a good weekend. Y'all do it up. Y'all be safe out here in these streets. Be safe. Other than that, we up out of here, son. Peace. Peace.